this is the best of the Jason Manford Show podcast with me, Jason Manford, and many, many, many different guests uh, talking about many, many different topics. I hope you enjoy it and uh, it keeps you company on the way to work or on the bog or wherever you listen to podcasts. I, I'm not privy to that information, but enjoy. You're listening to a compilation of the best bits of Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Because even funny people are allowed a day off. The thing that I'm getting a lot of messages about is my uh, little bit of time in the week on one of the best shows on television. Oh, I'm so jealous. The Great British Bake Off. Oh, hallelujah. Sport Relief Bakers, you have one hour. An hour? Shoot the flour into the mix. This is literally the most... Most I've concentrated. Yeah, there's a, it should be one of these bowls. What, you're going to put canopies in a bowl? Woo, look at that. Well, OK. I feel that's been cooked out. What does that mean? Bowl of canapes, <laughs> sir? <laughs> oh, stop fiddling with the black pudding now. No wonder it's just sport, really. I'm knackered. So that was <laughs> that was a very uh, small snippet of my uh, time on, on Bake Off for oh. Sport Relief. Are you a fan of the show? I love it. I love it. But I'm doing Weight Watchers at the moment, so oh, it's so difficult to watch. I watched it because you were on yes. it this week and I wanted to see it, but oh my God, that was difficult. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a tough show for a, if you're on a diet. Absolutely. What you find out is that um, th- th- there is one thing that's more British than baking cakes yourself, and that is uh, having someone tell someone else that their bake that their, their cakes are so rubbish until they cry. That, that <laughs> could not be any more... British. So British. It's brilliant. And Mary Berry, how is she not enormous? I know, I know. She's, she's so dainty. And there's nothing of her. I know, she's amazing. She's Aww. just absolutely amazing. What's interesting is they um, they do play like a good cop, bad cop type <laughs> role. And if one of them likes you, the other one doesn't. It's yeah. Quite, it's oh, so but they both seem to... Paul Hollywood really liked you, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think they were fans of my uh, canapes. Yes. Tell us about your canapes. I'm going to make some man canapes. Manapes, if you will. <laughs> Scallops and black pudding. Jason's returning to his northern roots with his berry black pudding. He'll add scallops and top it with a caramelised apple sauce. <laughs> Have you already practised this? I had a go yesterday. They were burnt on the outside and doughy in the middle, but edible, nobody died, and uh, I think that's all you can ask for. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is all you can ask for. It's the very basic. Uh, <laughs> no one died. <laughs> nobody died, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, oh. So, yeah, are you a bit of a baker yourself? I'm terrible. I, oh, I really? can just about cobble together a banana cake. Oh, but, right, OK. But I'm not very good at it. I'm not... I, I can follow a recipe, mm. but these people who go, oh, I just bung it all in... And yeah, no, I'm not into I that. I don't believe that. This is... The best of Jason Manford. This is... Matters. A few people have asked about the show uh, in the week. Uh, Little Miss Chef uh, on uh, Twitter has said, uh, "How did you get the green food colouring off your hands?" So if you <laughs> if you watched the show uh, or didn't watch the show, uh, you will know that uh, I attempted to make a um, well a trophy uh, cake. What's difficult for us is to actually touch the the ashes trophy because it's, of course it's, because it's, it's still wet. such a historic trophy. <laughs> That wasn't the reason he wasn't able to touch it. I'll be honest so with you. Agile. It was because uh, what you don't know is that it was actually being held up by six cocktail sticks. Uh, <laughs> that was the only reason it was uh, it was actually stood upright. But I tried to make. I thought I'd be a smart aleck. I thought I'll make the ashes trophy because win win. 
even if I burn it, I mean, it's still technically... Nice. Ashes. Exactly. See what you've done there. So I'll be all right. And uh, I tried to make this... But I put the cake, I put the Ashes trophy in the middle of these two Battenbergs at the weakest point, and it's quite a heavy... It was quite a heavy trophy that I didn't right. realise. Uh, I made a green Battenberg. Um, how did I get the green co- food colouring off my hands? He hasn't. It's still there. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was like, uh, you won't like me when I'm angry for a week. Um, but essentially, uh, Little Miss Chef, um, time uh, was what got rid of the green <laughs> on my on my hands. Oh, dear. Uh, so Tracy asks, uh, how easy is it to mould using the marshmallow crispy mix? Which I think <laughs> she's actually asked me a proper question oh about. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm on this morning. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it, it, uh, it's uh, it's very easy. It's very easy. That's the, That was the only tip that uh, anyone gave me. So, uh, But it was hard. It was... It was it, you get three and a half hours to make that cake, and it was absolutely terrifying. Uh, I can't even imagine just what just being in that tent must have felt the pressure. Just yeah, walking that's in. What, that's exactly what it felt like. Pressure. Oh. Uh, Lucy and Lisa's got a question. Why do you have to wear the same clothes both days? <laughs> I've wondered it for years. I don't know because I'll be honest with you, Luce. I wasn't even staying at home, and so I didn't get a chance to wash them in between days. And I worked right. hard that first day, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's me. I mean, I febrezed it, but that, still. That never even occurred to me. So you do it for two days, but they want you to wear the same clothes for both days. I think it's continuity, like, if they want to um, do some long shots on the on the second day right, that they yeah, want to put in yeah. the first day, you've not got different clothes on. But it does seem yeah. slightly unacceptable. also, I don't care, even if I'm wearing an apron, the bits that aren't covered are going to get flour and stuff on them. I mean, I, it, was ev- it was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I had gr- the green food dye. <laughs> I had it on my face. <laughs> And it everywhere. It's ridiculous. Just my, my hands were green for days. <laughs> Did it make you better at gardening? <laughs> nice. Hey. <laughs> this is the best of Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. I've got a voicemail on my phone, which is Bruce Forsyth telling me off. And uh, I was going to mention this one week on the show, but we may as well do it this week. So I did a show with Brucey about uh, three years ago, and um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was for Brucey's Hall of Fame for uh, BBC One. And I sang a song. I did a, a, a tribute to Les Dawson, where he sings um, a song and, and gets it wrong, and it's all very funny. So I sang the same song, and uh, but they kept ringing me. They kept ringing me, and I was busy filming something. And they kept ringing me saying, "Can you tell us what key you want to sing?" This was the producer. Do you want to sing uh, sing the song in? Because Bruce is learning it on the piano, so he needs to know the the, the key. And I I just didn't get round to doing it because I had to find a musician to go. What key am I and all that sort of stuff, and not got round to it. So four or five missed calls I got uh, from Bruce uh, from Bruce's uh, producer, and then I got a, a missed call. <laughs> and when I got the voicemail, it was Forsyth, right? And I remember it word for word because it was so perfectly. He went. So this is how he started. He goes. Um, he goes. Manfred, uh, not Manfred. I, I mean Manfred. Uh, I've got a friend called Manfred. He's a German, right? Which is my favourite <laughs> bit of the. <laughs> <laughs> he just got that wrong straight off the bat, Manfred. He's and then my the, my favourite quote now, which I use all the time. Uh, he goes um, now. Listen, Jason, I, I don't want to start on a row. <laughs> I don't want to start on a row. But you need to get the key to the producers. And so he he left this message, and he was very nice. And then he sort of said, oh, "I'm looking forward to working with you and all that." And then right at the end, he goes, uh, he goes. So uh, anyway, anyway, my love, I'll, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. 
but it is an emergency. <laughs> he was very serious about it. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I did the Royal Variety Show and uh, did it a couple of times and... Um, I met the Queen obviously comes along and shakes, shakes your hand and says thanks or whatever. Yeah. And you get a whole thing, that uh, like a whole rules of engagement. Oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, so they come and sort of give Do you... Do not engage the Queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they say, um, so it's, it's mam as in jam, not mam as in smam. Wow, like that's, that's a handy way to remember. Yeah, it, that's well, the it? phrase that they use. Mamas in... And you're like, it's weird, though, because she was, it was at Salford, Lowry, and um, quite, it was weird because they were going, you have to call a mam, and I was thinking, I've already got a mam. Yeah, like, that's right. what we call our mum. So yeah. it was weird. I was like, mum would be better. Do you have the option when you meet the Queen of going like, no, I'm, I'm all right, thanks, I'll just call her what I want? Because, like, you know... No. No? What do they do? <laughs> no. What do they I do? If you, I mean, does she poke all you right, in the Liz. eye or something? All right, Liz. Liz? That would be weird, wouldn't it? She just nice you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think she's quite... I think she's quite used to meeting people. She's, she's, yeah. she's pretty good at it. And uh, uh, we had Phil as well, who was an absolute delight. Yes. Um, who... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was stood Tread next carefully. This red dots have appeared on you from snipers <laughs> outside the window. So he, he is unbelievable. He isn't is he? a remarkable man. He's unbelievable. I mean, somebody's <laughs> writing his jokes. I'm yep. sorry. Somebody's writing his gags. I mean, it, I, I think it might be Jim Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Stu- I was stood next to uh, Ashley from Diversity. Okay. And. Uh, <laughs> I was stood next to him. This the, is a recipe for Prince, disaster. Prince Philip I, come I know, and I was thinking, <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was, as I looked up, because Ashley <laughs> is this huge, gorgeous looking man, stood there, and uh, uh, mixed ethnicity, as you know, and, uh, and, and, and Prince Philip's coming along, and I can see, <laughs> see Ashley, and I can see Prince Philip, and I'm seeing them come, coming closer together, and I'm thinking, camera on your phone. Oh my God, I'm in the best place possible. <laughs> if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen right here. Oh I'm at ground zero. <laughs> and he comes along, he says hello to me or whatever, and then he says, he says to Ashley, I thought you were marvellous, absolutely marvellous. And uh, Ashley says, thank you very much, uh, your highness or whatnot. He says, um, and then he goes, are you all, um, are you all one family? Oh, he no, says that he about diversity. And, the, wow. and Ashley goes, no, like, n- no, <laughs> no, we're not. And uh, he says, no, we're just... that we're your loyal subjects. Yeah, he says, <laughs> we're, we're in, um, he says, oh, we're just, uh, you know, we live in wherever in London and, uh, and whatnot. And uh, he says, oh, marvellous, absolutely marvellous. And then he goes, um, and are you over here long? Oh, over no. here long? He, li- he lives closer to your house than I do, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> and as I walked away from, as, I, <laughs> as, as he walked away, Ashley Banjo looked at me and I looked at him. We had a little smile and then I just whispered, don't ever tell any other comedian that story. That's mine. You're listening to the best of Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. This is what I wanted to talk about this morning. <laughs> so I had this moment that happened to me. Mm. Uh, the other day in Venice, in San Marcos Square. Oh, hello. Uh, so there was uh, a huge family, a big Asian family, maybe of about 20 people. That's relevant. I'm not mm. just, I'm not being 70s racist mm. uh, by describing everybody too much. There's a huge family, about 20, 18 to 20 people. And there's a, another Asian chap taking the picture. Yeah. Right? So I, as I walk past, I say to the man taking the picture, um, would you... I don't know where they're from in the world, so obviously I'm, I'm just... I'm speaking loudly and in English, like... like As what, every like what, English what, like what we do. Does, I'll yeah. just say it slowly. Yeah. Yes, and loudly. Uh, so I said, excuse me, um, do you want me to take a picture of uh, you and the whole family together? Mm. And the man said, why? 
that's not my family. (laughs) 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 And I had... I was like, oh, my God, I've been accidentally racist. Oh, dear. I didn't realise... And it was one of those moments that I was like... I just wanted the world to swallow me. I was like, oh, oh, why? Yeah. And even like two hours later, I, like, I had a moment where I went, oh, God, yeah. oh, the thing in the square. <laughs> oh, the man in the photo. Oh. Did, anybody, did anybody see TV's Jason Manford do that? Oh. I hope so. <laughs> now, I've been assured by when I posted it on my Facebook uh, page, that, uh, of course, it wasn't. If anything, it was maybe stereotyping or maybe just generalising, if anything. So uh, not quite as harsh as I originally thought it was, because you would do that to anybody. Oh, do you want any help with the picture? Oh, that's not me. It's fine. So it was just random. <laughs> that's the way I've got But I want it. a photo of you and this random family. <laughs> <laughs> Even now I'm like, Ugh! Oh, God. So... That's what happened to me. So I want to do the topic this morning, when good deeds go bad. Uh, I had one from uh, from Vicky Dutton, who said, uh, I once was in a lift with a colleague uh, years ago, and she had a, a stray hair on her chin. I, I, I pulled it whilst talking. It was attached to her face. Hey! Hey! Horrible, oh. horrible. Uh, Sarah says, this is somebody else's good deed going bad. My mum, uh, this is uh, Sarah Dale, she says, my mum had a dodgy foot and was using an old walking stick uh, that had some white electrical tape holding the bottom bit on whilst out walking the dog. A man came over and escorted her over the road thinking she was blind. <laughs> Being too kind to say anything, she pretended to be blind for the rest of the street. <laughs> My favourite one so far uh, of good deeds go bad (laughs) is Zoe Daniels. She's messaged me this. Jason, I stopped on a roundabout to save a hedgehog that was in the middle of the road. Traffic behind her. She stopped the car. Hazards. Got out. I got out of my car and immediately realised the hedgehog was in fact a broomhead. (laughs) 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 In a vain attempt to retain some dignity in front of the other drivers, I continued with my rescue plan, carefully picking up the much-distressed broomhead (laughs) and returning to my car. (laughs) As I made the broomhead a cosy nest out of my coat on the back seat. I mean, she's really gone for it. She's this method acting. In brackets, she says, it had to look real to anyone still watching. A voice behind me asked, are you okay, madam? Imagine my delight when I turn round to find a police officer, obviously quite concerned as to my well-being. (laughs) Because you would look hammered. I'm just looking after this hedgehog. (laughs) It was in the road. You're listening to a compilation of the best bits of Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Because even funny people are allowed a day off. Uh, My mum. My mother. My mother. She uh, went out uh, to, like, a charity lunch thing last Wednesday or something. So she's gone to this charity lunch, middle of the day, and... uh, for some reason, whatever it is, she's with her pals. She's just suddenly just got on it, on the drink. Oh. Just gone for it. She's not a massive drinker, my mum, but yeah. she's gone for it. Started drinking at 12 o'clock, carried on. I get a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, in the morning? 3 o'clock, yes, in the morning. <laughs> I'm in bed, obviously, and, I'm, and I, I'd been in bed for a good four and a half hours, <laughs> like, since half ten. <laughs> That's what time I go to bed now. Yeah. And I got a phone call asking if I could go and pick them up in town because they were just hammered. Like, to a point where the pictures I saw on Facebook the next day of her and her friends was like 
Like a 17-year-old who'd gone out for the first time. Is it the ones where even the pictures are out of focus? <laughs> yeah, like lopsided, <laughs> people falling over. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was like, apparently she was like, she was on a, a cash machine treating it like a, a, a fruit machine. Like, oh. you know, hammered. Gamble. Like, just like, press nudge on that, press nudge on that. <laughs> just hammered. <laughs> and it's me mum. Yeah. And so, I, I guess my... Uh, my question is twofold, is when did parents start behaving like kids? Is there an age that you just hit where you go, no responsibility, I'm fine. Yeah, done all my bit now. I've done that now, I'm just going to go for it again. again. Yeah. There must be a point, mustn't there? And where you as a child, or as a former child, as their child, suddenly becomes the... The adult again. The adult. Well, the adult, for, for, yeah. I did the Manchester Arena on my last tour. <laughs> Paid for a box for my mum and her mates. Is it? Yeah. A, a, a maximum of 16 people are allowed in the box. I said, I'll, I'll cover the food and drink. That's what I said. For 16 people. For 16 people, <laughs> right? Including uh, two children, by the way. There was like a 15-year-old and 14-year-old in there. At the interval, my agent said to me, I've just stopped a bottle of brandy going into the, um, <laughs> into the box. I said, oh, they're all right with a bottle of brandy. They went, it's the fifth one. I went, OK, well, no, <laughs> that's not OK. Fifth bottle of brandy. Not only had she had 16 people in there... <laughs> She was sneaking other people in. <laughs> Friends who were on the phone, ah, coming, hiding people in the toilets when security were coming in. This is the, the performers. Mom. I mean, the night before, Beyonce had been on. I don't think her man was doing that. No. Well, well you don't know. I don't know what goes on. <laughs> and uh, at the end, the, the manager said to me, <laughs> in the immortal words, he said to me, um, uh, he said, Are we, uh, when, after I got off stage, he said, Jason, uh, <laughs> Your family were the worst behaved family we've ever had here at oh, the arena. Thank you very much. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I include the pokes. Wow. <laughs> uh, Kim uh, texted in. She said, uh, David, her, her father, fell into some nettles whilst trying to wee up a wall in Croatia. I have witnesses. It's quite specific, isn't it? It is, right? isn't it? Some of them are, are ruder than others. Gemma says, uh, My mother-in-law got that drunk at a barbecue we were having. She proceeded to tell me that my father-in-law had bought her a purple toy oh. of sorts. But she didn't need it because she was getting it enough. Oh, wow. Gee, wow. Wow. Have another drink, Mum. Oh. Have another drink. <laughs> Sausage. Uh, <laughs> Nikki and Mark. Uh, Nicky and Mark say, I love it now that our son is 18 and can drive. He's our taxi service. Yeah, that's good. fine. That's, that's, that's come right. full that's circle. Just, that's payment, isn't it? But yeah. not at three o'clock in the morning. This is the best of Jason Manford. This is Matters. I was talking about my uh, mum uh, getting hammered, hammered, mm. and then ringing me at 3am to come and pick her and her mates up in town. So I'm asking you about parents behaving badly. When did that happen and what have your parents done uh, where you've become, had to become the grown-up? Gemma says, my mum uh, nearly got arrested in Spain for being drunk and disorderly. Oh. I mean, if police are involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you, you're pushing it a bit, aren't you? Uh, Kirsten says, this weekend, my 58-year-old mum got her first tattoo. Nice. Suddenly, suddenly love say what, what it was. <laughs> no, or where it was. Or where it was. No, she hasn't. <laughs> this is horrible. Katie says, my mum, in her 60s, went out on the town, got so hammered, she puked, puked up a few times, lost her false teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the essence, go, isn't it? Ah. I'll leave, I'll leave them. them there. <laughs> Imagine finding that the next day, walking past that, <laughs> and you wait to work on Monday morning. Yeah, it, looks, oh, look, somebody's been, oh. it looked like a human had melted. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. lying on the floor, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Next oh. to one of them little blue lights with a mosquito, I think, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> that was a crazy Strong. night. <laughs> 
Uh, Peter says, my father's 88. He often goes for a walk. Oh. Uh, he will get delivered some hours later with a huge smile on his face, swaying gently in the non-existent wind. It's <laughs> 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 been for a few bites. I love that. Um... My, uh, where was the one that I really wanted to... Oh, that was it, it was Tara. She said, when I was 17, I brought my bu- my then-boyfriend back home. My mum, who'd been out on the lash with her friends and was in bed, uh, we were sat watching TV when the living room door swung open. In came a mother, stark naked, went to the kitchen to get a glass of water and then went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, she denies it. Yeah, I bet she does. <laughs> I bet she does. Uh, my other one, which is, is a tough one to read out, but I'm going to do it anyway, uh, was from uh, Gemma Skinner, who said, uh, I asked my mum not to mention a certain word. Right? Oh, all right. So, I told you this one off air, yeah, didn't yeah, I, with yeah. the actual word, but I'm, I won't obviously do it on air. <laughs> uh, I asked my mum not to say the C word yeah. in my house in front of the children. She said what? Then said the word. The said word. And, and immediately <laughs> said it. I meant chocolate. <laughs> not that God, word. no, mum, I meant chocolate. <laughs> For God's sake, chocolate. I'm talking about chocolate. Why would you say that in front of four-year-olds? <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute radio. So I was um, rudely awoken this week uh, by my uh, daughters. I've uh, I've got twin daughters. I've got some others as well, but they're not as funny. And uh, so they climb into bed every so often. They'll come, you know, they sort of sneak in in the early hours. And uh, so I'm fast asleep there, and I hear them walk in, whispering away. And my daughters climb in either side. They're six and a half, and. They usually just have a little snuggle and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I get another hour, it's great. And uh, one of them goes, uh, hey, whispers to the one over over my head, hey, his armpits stink. Right, yeah. And the other one goes, I know, so does his breath. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I was straight up, I said, what's this? (laughs) It's five o'clock in the morning, I've already been insulted more than I have been for the last two weeks. That's a pretty good insult. I mean, I don't, I'm not doubting it's, it's true, but kids are like that. You know what I mean? They will, they will get to the very core of what's going on. They're not bothered. No, I used to work in a school, right? And the worst insult I ever had, and it it cut me deep, this, Mm. looked at me dead in the eye, started laughing and he went, you look like a pigeon. That's real specific, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, that's like... Not even though she's a bit bit birdy, like she's got a bit of a beak on her. pigeon. Wow. So I thought it might be like an acronym, like MILF. So I thought, oh, Oh, I see, yeah. Pretty intelligent girl. Yeah, Uh, of course, yeah. Yeah, and it just just means pigeon. Mothers mothers I like to be friends with, that's what (laughs) it stands for, just in case Ofcom are listening. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow, so I'm going to say you don't look like a pigeon. From this angle, but if I go side on... Oh, there is a yeah. there is a slight coup. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Linda in Glasgow said, mm. "When my daughter was three, she stroked my mother-in-law's chin one day and asked her, How are you, my uncle Gran?'" Wow. Wow. Kids are harsh, man. That is. I kind of like that though, because they will just—they just—they're not bothered. You've got to respect it. You've maybe got she to... was confused. Maybe she's got an uncle. Called... Maybe she's got an uncle Grand, yeah. Uh, my, uh, this is Caroline in uh, Reading, although she has put a question mark, I think by accident. <laughs> Caroline Reading. Mm. Uh, she's put, my son once said to me, mummy, you have lovely hair on your back. Whoa. <laughs> they Rapunzel, will just, Rapunzel. They will just get right in there, won't they? They do. I remember once um, going up to my, we went to my nana's and it was, uh, her birthday's like two days after Christmas, so... You know, she would get the the rubbishy presents. And we went to um, we went up <laughs> we went up to bananas, and 
it's I'm about na- I don't know, eight or nine, and mum had um, wrapped up a, a present uh, for her for her birthday. So we've got him, give her the present, and she's opened it up, and it's a clock with like flowers on it or something like frogs on it. I don't know, something like that, something that Nana's like. Frogs. And she's opened it up, yeah, something like that. You know what Nana's are like with frogs? Yeah, they love a frog. <laughs> she's opened it up, and and I recognised it, and I and she, cause Nana's gone, oh, lovely, thanks very much, and I went, oh, that's that clock that mum won at bingo. Ooh. Boom. Straight in. I mean, I don't know why you're winning clocks at bingo. What <laughs> sort of rubbish bingo is that? But that's the sort of world we used to live in. I go bingo for frog clocks. There were the 80s. <laughs> there were the 80s. This is the best of Jason. Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Insulted my children. I've had it very many, many, many times. Uh, Nikki from Romford said her five-year-old daughter once told her that she was beautiful like a bug. Well, mm-hmm. depend- it was a ladybug. They're nice. Roach, could be. <laughs> Roach, Would you yeah. specify, Nikki? Yeah. I would have like, which do you mean? Daddy long legs? Because I need to know. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Children have just got that way of getting into the very thing that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just, uh, you know, and also in the street, they were like, Dad, why is that man so fat? Or you're like, oh, oh God, why? Why would you do that? Um, we've had... Uh, Texting here uh, from, uh, who's this one? Well, the husband's called Mark, but they've not put their name. Uh, but they said that they, um, oh, every so Sheila. often. Oh, Sheila. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, one, that they, their child often calls their dad Justin because he looks like Mr. Tumbles. Oh. That's a bit, that's, well, it depends if he looks like him. Big red nose. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I was putting my four-year-old boy to bed one evening, read him a story, tucked him in. This is from uh, Steve. Read him a story, tucked him in, was lying with him till he fell asleep. After a few minutes, he whispered into my ear in the dark, Daddy, can you go get Mummy so I can lie with her? I'm not bothered about you. Ooh. Wow. Harsh. That is harsh. They are. They can be like that. And this one's really harsh. This is Emma in Littleborough, uh, not far from here, in, in Great Manchester. Uh, morning, Jason and Haley. When you teach teenagers, you get used to being regularly abused. Mm. In my naivety, I was feeling great, having lost quite a bit of weight. I was wearing what I thought was a new fashionable dress. The fact that you've described it as a fashionable <laughs> dress means you, you are out of touch. Um, a 13-year-old student... Uh, took me down a peg or two during a lesson in Shakespeare, stating, Miss, now you've lost weight, you look like a fatter Charlotte Church. Ooh. Wow. I'd take that, I'd be happy with that. I mean, I'd take that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Do you know, well, I, I worked in a school once and one of, the, one of the kids said something about the teacher's weight and the teacher was like, I've lost weight, I'll have you know. It is awful though, isn't it? Because kids yeah. don't, I mean, I remember in an, a German lesson, we had this teacher and she was lovely, really really great teacher fashionable and, dress sense yeah but like mm. cool like young and cool right? and one day I, obviously we were just posting her she had a tight green dress on and she had a little bit of a belly like you know just right. it just poked out she had a big dinner that's all it's just a big dinner but as a kid i've gone oh she must be oh no you didn't did you not only did I do that, I went through the German dictionary to find out how to say it in German. Oh, Because I thought, no. this will impress her. I was like, uh, wenn ist der Kind wird hersen? She was like, I'll see you outside after this. <laughs> my boss told my son, see you later, kid, stay short. My five-year-old replied, okay, you stay fat. Oh. <laughs> good rep- I mean, good heckle I'm put down. I'm using that. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally, totally. Anything coming through on the text there, Hayley? Yeah, Aaron in Cardiff said, uh, only yesterday my four-year-old said to a woman on a till in Dunell uh, that she was a scary lady. And when the lady asked why, my daughter replied, because you have teeth missing. 
Oh, they're just right in there, right in there. Trina said, when my son was five, I was explaining that he grew my tummy. And he said, well, who are you growing there now? <gasps> He's still grounded. He's 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You're listening to the best of Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. We went to a, a kid's party at a play centre and um, we sort of sat there. My daughters have gone, you know, my little boy's running around the the, the place. And uh, then my daughter sort of comes over, and we're sit, sitting at the table, just the two of us, and she says, Daddy, and she just comes out with it. She goes, Daddy, what does STD mean? Uh, but boom, out of nowhere. I said, well, I, um... I said, well, I, you know, it's like a... It's like a disease, you know, like a disease. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, look, I'll tell you when you're older. You don't need to know about this. Yeah, right it's not going to work, is it? She was like, just tell me. She was like, I can understand things. I can understand <laughs> things. And so I was like, um, well, like, you know, sometimes two people, and like, there's other parents around wow. as well. And okay. like, sometimes two people, like, when be then make a baby? Like, I'm always trying to work out myself. Kids crawling out of the ball pool. Yeah. Jason's going to explain. I, could, I like the music stopped, you know, and it was like, I could sit, I could feel eyes on me. Um, and there's like a man and a woman. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it could, you know, you start getting into different very good, avenues. Very good. And I said, well, I guess, like, I'm a proper sweating. I could feel that, like, just down the back of my neck. Like, I said, um,. Anyway, you can pass diseases on if you're not careful. So, you know, that's why people have to be careful. I mean, don't think about it now, but, you know, but, yeah, it's, also, it's awful, horrible. I mean, warts and rashes and, like, stinging, like, red, red. I'm just saying words, like, words are just coming into my head. And uh, so just don't do anything like that, uh, ever. <laughs> she goes, what? So she just stares at me. She's like, what? what? And I said... Why, why, why are you even asking this question? Anyway, she goes, oh, it just says up there, uh, coffee, large, or STD. <laughs> 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 now, oh the moral God. of the story is, I mean, she certainly won't be drinking coffee for a while, but yeah. uh, the moral <laughs> of the story is, uh, just make sure when the child asks you a question, yes. just say, where have you seen where that? Where have you seen that? That is absolutely That's, crucial, isn't that it? That is the key. I had a, I had a bit of a dodgy one in a, in a, a one of those play centres, like the bump and bounce oh, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. I was walking around with my uh, nephew, and he was holding my hand, and he was running along the place, and we were kind of having a bit of a laugh, mm. and this other kid came over and started holding my hand as well, wow. because he wanted to play, and so he was sort of joining in, and he just kind wow. of was holding my hand, and I'm quite a, a, a gregarious, yeah. you know, I like playing with kids and stuff, <laughs> but you end up sort of going, uh, okay, I'm sort of holding yeah. Yeah. But equally, you don't want to go get off. Yeah, of course. Mean, that would be worse. It's society that's changed, not you. It, thank you. Yes. Exactly. So my little nephew's calling me Uncle Stu. Uncle Stu, let's do this. Uncle Stu, do that. We come round the corner. I'm holding both kids by the hand. One of them's with me. The other one very much not. <laughs> we run into his mum, the wow. new kid, and she just looks at the kid. Doesn't look at me. Looks at the kid and says, "Who's this?" And the kid goes, "It's Uncle Stu." Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't tell him wow. to call me that. <laughs> yeah, kids will get you in trouble. In fact, another play centre story was um, there was uh, my daughter's. We're in, uh, we're in the play centre, and there was this little kid just being a bit of a nightmare, right? And uh, and he was he was in his United top, and he was he was sort of blocking uh, 
the, the entrance. He's about, difficult, difficult when you see someone. I know. He's about eight or nine, um, a little Asian kid in a United top, and he was blocking the thing. He wouldn't let anybody else through. And my daughter was like, that boy won't let us get through. And I was like, well, you know, if he does it again, I'll have a word with his parents, but, you know, I'll try and sort it out between you. Three or four times, you came over crying. I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go and speak to his dad. Like, so I'm looking around, and I see the kid go over to his dad. And his dad's this quite, very tall, like six foot four, um, bearded uh, Muslim chap and uh, like quite respectful looking and I sort of walked over I said I'm really sorry um, you know but the kids thing you know the you know what kids are like and he said oh yeah and he, he was totally fine and then my daughter goes oh, well we don't play with these people, do we, Daddy? I went, what? Whoa! Whoa! What? She went, you know, Grandad told us. Grandad told you nothing of the sort. Like, it was, I was going, what, what do you, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, my, you know, like, people have old people who are racist in their family. Yeah. We don't even have that. Like, yeah. that's never even happened in our family. I'm going, what? What do you mean? She went, Bleh. and she's starting to cry a little bit because I'm getting flustered. Yeah. And this this guy's looking at me like, what? What? Why is your daughter saying these horrible things? And she went, Manchester United fans. <laughs> that's what she meant because we're City fans. I was like, oh god, oh god, thank you, oh god, oh thank you. <laughs> it was a te- it was tense. It was tense. I'll give her that. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio. Well, the subject I wanted to talk about was. Um, had a weird moment this week, so I'm, I was knackered, right? I was well mm. tired. And we'd done, like, I mean, last Sunday I did the radio show, then we went into two shows of uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in Southampton. But in the week, I was really tired, and I, my um, daughter came to visit, not by herself, obviously. My mm. daughter came to visit, she, she's, uh, she's 13 months, right? Mm. And as I was walking around and somebody said, oh, she's beautiful, and all those things that people say about babies, she said, they said, how old is she? Mm. And I said in my tired state. She's 12 months and one month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came out of my mouth. She's 12 months and one month. A very tired moment. Yeah. A very tired moment, yeah. And, I, yeah. and it got me thinking about those moments where you just totally lose all sense of language. Yes, yeah. And forget words. The words. Yeah, I remember yeah. being 17 and forgetting the word banana for right. a good five minutes. That's hard at 17 as well. Yeah, yeah. 17, I'm going, well, you know the yellow yeah. <laughs> you know the thing with the skin <laughs> and the... And I saw, mentioned it on my Facebook this week, uh, Rachel Hobson said, I forgot what an airport was called the other day, and I ended up calling it a plane station. <laughs> Not bad. Which that's actually makes sense. Kind of yeah, better, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Kevin O'Bray says, uh, I was asked the time, and I replied, it's five minutes until quarter to ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was once doing a gig in Birmingham, and um, there was this woman who was, who was quite drunk, bless her, and she was complaining about the bouncers, and she put two words together. She was like, she felt that, her, that the behaviour of the bouncers was atrocious, and she was devastated by the results of that behaviour. Right. And she came up with the words, I'm atrociated at the behaviour <laughs> of your bouncers. And it was like, <laughs> she just jumbled them together, which is actually quite, quite creative. That is a good in a word. Atrociated! It just came from nowhere, which was lovely. Uh, I was in a restaurant uh, with, uh, with some family once when... Um, one of the, my uncles said to uh, my father-in-law, he said, uh, he said, hey, Rod, he said, what's this asparagus? <laughs> <laughs> asparagus. He's, he's in way over his head in that restaurant, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? There's like, an argument we said he shouldn't have been let into that that's restaurant. That's not for you. That's not for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anything you've spotted there that takes Asparagus-pias. your fancy? Asparagus-pias. <laughs> um, let's have a look. I liked e- Amy's one on, on the Twitter. She said um, she forgot the word for seagull. Mm. Uh, I called it a beach chicken. 
<laughs> that's great, though. I mean, it? I quite like that. That's cla- that's fantastically invent- uh, yeah. inventive, actually. Isn't <laughs> that's it? what we want. I prefer a world where the seagulls are beached chickens. <laughs> that's great. Let's live there. And, and plane stations and beached chickens are great. And asparagus <laughs> sounds more dramatic than asparagus, doesn't it? Yeah, it asparagus does. spiaz. Sounds like somewhere you go on holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Torremolinos and then asparagus. <laughs> Uh, Hannah in Stockport completely forgot the word spoon, called it a mouth shovel. Like it. <laughs> That's, That's great. That's another good one. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you've seen people in Stockport eat... <laughs> yeah, it's quite similar. <laughs> That's yeah. actually what it should yeah. be called, yeah. to be fair. Mouth JCB, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a compilation of the best bits of Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, because even funny people are allowed a day off. Now, I try my best to be a serious dad. Yeah. But I'm just not. And it's I, hard, isn't I it, really yeah. try. So yesterday, uh, I was uh, I was doing a bit of work, and uh, my dad uh, and my partner they were um, the, the kids were downstairs, and I could hear a bit of commotion. And I was in another room. And I thought I've just got to do this work, and then I'll find out what's going on. I'm sure they can do it. My dad was over, sort of babysitting. But I mean, grandparents are not great. It's old school babysitting, is it? Yeah, they're just yeah. like well, whatever. Be fine, yeah, be fine. They hurt each other. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they can have biscuits for tea, can they? Yeah. So anyway, he uh, there, there was obviously some fight early on in the day. There'd been a major, major fight between yeah. the twins and my other daughter. She took them both on and lost at that moment. Okay, so she left it. Waited, yeah. bided a time. Everyone forgot, including the grown-ups. That's simmering, isn't it? Yeah, simmers, yeah. simmers, simmers, simmers. So later on in the afternoon, I hear this commotion. Ah, that's horrible! What are you doing? And then I hear my dad go, "That is terrible. You shouldn't have done that. That is awful." And I can hear this, and I think, "What's going on here?" And then, right, I'm telling your daddy. And so the door opens of the office, and she co- they come in, and everyone stood there like waiting for me, and I'm, and I'm starting to get the serious dad sort yep. of thing going on. I thought, right, what's gone on? What's happened here? Yeah. They said, Rosie, right, was, she's, she shouted uh, Annabelle up and said, Annabelle, I've got a trophy and I've left it on your bed. And so she came running upstairs, dead excited about this trophy that was on her bed. And uh, she <laughs> went in the bed and what Rosie had done was she'd done a poo in the potty and left it on a pillow. Classic. On, in the potty, she's not disgusting, in the potty... <laughs> On the pillow, as a trophy. It's like a, like a, some weird Godfather tribute, <laughs> yeah, like, a, like a horse's head. <laughs> now, I laughed so hard <laughs> that everyone was looking at me like, this, "This is not your role in this. You're not one of the other kids." And I just, I find this a lot where I'm supposed to be telling them off, yeah, and just think it's really funny. It's very hard, isn't it? It's tough, it- isn't it? I did quite like uh, the the woman who fakes illness to get out of a date. How did that happen? How did that transpire? Um, essentially, she uh, they were up a mountain and oh no, a hill. It says. Sorry, I'm, I'm adding to it. Oh, just uh, go to the pictures first, eh? If you <laughs> I know, they've gone don't for a, take a risk like that. They've gone for a walk. So she said she's not well and like sort of collapsed a little bit. I think oh, she's gone too yeah. far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the illness and. Um, it turns out that she, yeah, it, it, she was just totally faking it, and he, but he ended up calling the police. So, the, like, an helicopter came in. Yeah, and it was <laughs> like, went for it, the full lot. So, I, I guess the... He's the, a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we're talking uh, we're talking dates this morning. Not that me and Steve are particularly well versed in the in the dating world, but it's been a long time. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, pre Tinder, pre yeah, uh, no, any of that sort. I mean, of I had WAP on my phone then. I mean, you couldn't do Tinder with WAP. I don't even know what WAP is. WAP. It was before you had the internet on your phone. It oh was yeah, WAP. God, <laughs> that's like it was. It's worse than the current day E. Yeah, yeah. When it just goes to E. Why does it do that? I don't know. Why does it just say, look, it's not working? Yeah, let that go. Rather than just go, it works a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it'll it work does... in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you looking for something right now? Because I can't help you. Yeah. Well, I'll get back to you in two hours. <laughs> Uh, Vicky in Bournemouth says, I once went on a blind date. I was, it was going so badly, uh, he was ugly and boring. That's a bit harsh, that, Vicky. Yeah, a bit, a bit of harsh, that. Uh, but she says, I went to the toilet and went and met my friends at the pub. So she went, she just went to the toilet and done one. Well, she but said, I went to the toilet, but it's got a quotation mark. Yeah. Like, she didn't <laughs> go to the toilet. <laughs> I'm just going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, You're going to run off, aren't you? Uh, so, and, uh, to meet, a, and then went to meet her friends around the pub, uh, around the corner. An hour later, he walked past, saw us, and came and sat oh, with no. us. Oh, that is, <laughs> that's that the, is. The goal of the guy. Oh, I well, thought Well, the goal of her, just going to the pub off. next door. I mean, you've got a, You've got to put some miles in. You've yeah. got to get on a bus. You've got to leave. You can, you can bump into him. <laughs> uh, Terry, as uh, mentioned, Terry Farmery, she says, uh, on our first date, my date turned up in jeans which had been ironed by his mum. Oh, that's a, yeah, no, that's With a, permanent creases down the on middle. On the wrong, so, oh, no, that's the wrong way. You don't want pleats in a <laughs> pair of jeans. She did say, we did get on, we did go on to get married but the jeans were thrown out. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh, Karen King says, a blind date, uh, uh, huge gums. She went on a blind date with someone with huge gums. I could not stop looking at his huge gums and tiny teeth. <laughs> he was lovely, but I couldn't have another date. No. <laughs> wow. And uh, Hetty says, um, the fella kept picking up the chutney pots in the Indian and eating them with a teaspoon like they were yogurts. Oh, <laughs> 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 Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd never been before. <laughs> Ooh, one of them's just onions yeah. as well. <laughs> just eating raw onions the pickle. with the, a spoon. The lime pickle. <laughs> Oh, that's warm. <laughs> oh, no, that's a, he's a keeper. Or oh, she's a keeper. <laughs> Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Reasons for not having a second date. Mainly from girls, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly from girls. Uh, Kaylee, this is, might be my favourite one. Kaylee says, I went on a date with a guy who took me to his house. Mm. Then cooked 12 chicken breasts and ate them all standing up with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> standing up? That's the bit that's what, It's like a feat of endurance. <laughs> I'm the man for you, watch this. <laughs> watch what I can do. Let me just sit down. Really make me laugh. Oh, that's a cracker. <laughs> 12! Uh, 12! <laughs> Sat, cooked them. At least sit down, man. You animal. <laughs> Must have taken about an hour. <laughs> That's I don't, the thing. I don't think it was in silence. Staring her at. <laughs> I reckon he was. After every bite, he sort of nodded and went, yeah, That's see what you get. That's number two. <laughs> yeah. Right, number 11. See you there. Uh, Kay says, I walked out on a date when he took his jacket off and his jumper was tucked into his jeans. Not even, not even bagged over, just tight. Into Ooh, the jeans. That's weird, isn't it? That's that's a bit. That's that's serial killerish. Yeah, no, that's spooky. that's the attire of the of the psychopath. Yeah, that's spooky. Uh, Natalie uh, Natalie Ray says I, I went on a date with a guy and he shook my hand at the end. <laughs> like it <was> nice <laughs> it's like was that a job interview or a date? Yeah, <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, and Lee Piper says I went on a date years ago and then realised he had tiny childlike hands. So I went to the loo and did a runner. I mean, these are things that people can't help. 
I mean, it, like, so can you jump for him? That you can sort. Yeah, you, you can, can fix pull that. that out. But somebody might. He might have. Might have happened accidentally. Maybe he was. Uh, he was running for a bus, and it was little hands. Little. Could you do about little hands? Little hands. There's nothing about little hands. No, there's nothing you can do about little hands. I mean, if he was a goalie, it'd be funny. But he, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> he's just got little hands, little hands and big gums. Yeah. Same guy. Poor <laughs> 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 guy. He's like a caricature of himself. <laughs> yeah. When he sits down in Leicester Square, for someone to do a drawing, they go, "Just take a photograph <laughs> of Paul and just give it back." <laughs> <laughs> he's a keeper. Lisa has uh, messaged me. It's quite a long one, but it did make me laugh, but also fear for her safety. She said, I went on uh, a date with a guy who kept talking about how cute my feet were. They are a children's size 13. Mm. He was smartly dressed, took me to a fancy restaurant, drove a BMW and was funny and witty. I tried to overlook it. It wasn't like a... It was just weird. Like, it wasn't... Just he kept going on about it. Wasn't, it. Yeah, it was just a bit weird that he kept talking about my feet. You know, and, and I know some, you know some guys are into the feet, but yeah. not not on a first date. You've got to build up to the feet yeah. fetish. We kept talking like as if she's going, oh, do you want a drink? Yeah, you'll have a lager. Your feet are great. Yeah. <laughs> he kept bringing it back it to the weird, feet. right. Anyway, he dropped, uh, he dropped her off home. And then uh, she was thinking at that point, I might invite him in. And then he said, if I come in, can I touch your feet? Mm. I said, you know what? No. No, no you can't. No. <laughs> he then said, can I, can I have one of your shoes? Which is weird. It's right? pointless, me keeping one shoe. She said, right. <laughs> so she left. <laughs> she left, slammed the door, <laughs> through the letterbox, he shouted... What about a sock? <laughs> <laughs> what about a sock? Uh, wow. wow. What an utter. What I've, an got utter. A, I've got a similar... Well, not as weird, but no. Robin Tunbridge mm. has put... He went out with a girl who had an enormous tongue. Oh, right. He didn't say how big. <laughs> she went on to tell me that she had a restraining order against her ex that was stalking her and then said, he's probably watching us now. <laughs> yeah, not a good... That, you'd be out of that Not day, a good line. You? Don't matter how big her tongue is. <laughs> Chatty, chatty. Donna said, went on a blind date, found out his surname was Bonner. Pointless. Donna Bonner. <laughs> pointless. <laughs> yeah, pointless. Uh, there's no future in this. No, no. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So tell us what you're up to at the moment. What's happening in your life, Angela Barnes? Me, I am desperately trying to pass my driving test. Well, of course, because you're only 17. Yeah, I'm 39. 39 and you've not done your driving test? I just test. never got round to it. And now I, I need to. And I'm, I'm a race against time because I did my theory test two years ago. Oh, and it so it's running out. So I've got to pass my test before April. Wow. Yeah. I, um... Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying the process? It. Yes, of course. I mean, my, my instructor's great, and the leather, I'm sure. but I, I'm so anxious. If I, at 17, you're not scared, are you? I had a hilarious driving instructor when I... Did you? Uh, he was mad. He was, like, from Salford. He was, like, a proper, like, all right, Jay, come on now. I was like, <laughs> is this really your car? Like, it was to that, yeah. you know. And, uh, I love the thought that a joyride would come out as well, then yeah. some extra books. <laughs> so my, my driving instructor at one time did this. Uh, right, so uh, we're just going to go down this road here, Jace. All right, left here. That's right, left it, and we'll do a parallel park into this uh, into this bay here. No problem. Parallel park. Okay. Yep. Okay. We're in. Right. I'm just gonna be two minutes. I've got to pick up my daughter's birthday cake. I was just like dri- <laughs> I was just like driving him around. Amazing. On my that's <laughs> multitasking. That's yeah, pretty amazing. impressive. I failed, and I'm gonna be honest with you here. I failed six times. Six times. 
times. Yeah, I mean, you could, I, that was the instructor I had. I mean, it's not. It's not <laughs> yeah, that's to, not your fault, is it? It's not my Did fault. The examiners invite you to their Christmas dinner. <laughs> <Six laughs> and I had my own parking space. <laughs> six times I wow. failed. I don't think anyone can be. I mean, I used to talk about it in my stand-up, failing six times. I don't think I've ever met anyone could who could six, fail. At what point do you go? Do you know what? Maybe driving's not for me. I, d- I think seventh. Right, I yeah, think that clearly. would have been the one. <laughs> I failed. Uh, I mean, I made some silly mistakes. I remember one. <laughs> I remember one. I was driving. I got to a junction and I looked right and I said to the instructor, uh, to the examiner, is it all right your side? You that, did that not. That was a fail. That's a fail, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I did... Uh, That's beautiful. I remember he said, um, uh, name, a, name a, a sign you might see in the motorway, so pick your own strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I've got all the gags. Hey, I've got all the gags. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I remember once on a roundabout him saying, right, we're just going to go straight over this roundabout. I went, what? So he went straight over the roundabout. I went, Okay. Really? <laughs> it took me a minute before I went, oh, right, you just mean that Straight on. exit over My there. God, yeah. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio.